You can go from I should start a podcast to actually starting a podcast with Spreaker. Spreaker's tools allow you to record, manage, distribute, and monetize any podcast idea, whether it's about your business or even your cat. And as your podcast grows, Spreaker helps you manage your success and even monetize it. That means all you need to get started is a microphone and a really good idea. Learn more and get 30% off at Spreaker.com slash get started. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot com slash get started. Welcome. Welcome to a special New Year's Eve edition of The Porch. I'm Richard Grund. Yes, I know it's not Wednesday night, it's Tuesday night. But I felt led to do this tonight because I have a word for you for the year ahead. And it's called 2020 Vision. This is where we get back to basics. And if you're going to be able to see it and do it, then we have to get back to the foundational basics looking at the Word of God as it was written, not watered down, not manipulated, not changed to suit a denomination or a theory or a personality. We follow the example of the book of Acts Church. We see how they served the Lord. They had a vision. They had a vision for the world. They had a vision for what they were called to do. So we're going to dig deep into Scripture. We've gotten back to the red-letter basics in the year ahead working on where we're going to be going. But as always, we are working at restoring the priesthood of the believer. We are regaining that world-shaking influence the early church had because the church age is still in effect. The fire still falls. The day of Pentecost is ongoing. The porch was created as an outreach of Solomon's Porch, Inc., a Florida non-for-profit You can go to onsolomonsporch.org and contact us there, or you can go to firefalltalkradio.com. Use the contact button. You can also find ways to support us. For everyone who did in 2019, we truly appreciate each and every one of you. If you'd like to support us before the year is out, you have plenty of time to do that over the next couple of hours, but if you'd like to make a commitment in the year ahead, we also appreciate that. We have some great goals and dreams and visions for 2020. Make sure you subscribe to the Spreaker app, because if you did, then you'd know we were on the air right now. The only place you can hear us live is on Spreaker.com. We still archive on uh, Apple Podcasts, I almost called it something else, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. The blog talk site is no longer being um, updated. I went to delete it, and apparently you can't. Once you sign up with them, it's forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to leave that one alone. Anyway, <clears throat> in the news this week, some things happened to believers that I want to share with you. Wang Yi, a well-known Chinese pastor, was sentenced this week to nine years in prison. A year after his house was raided and the house of about 100 other church members were raided, he, his wife, and they were detained. Most were released over the following days or months. Wang, however, has remained in detention he was facing charges of inciting subversion of state power for running what China considers an unregistered congregation. If you're not watching the news, you have to register, and now China's rewriting the Bible and telling them what book they can use. So he's been sentenced to nine years in prison. He's been at this since 2008 when he founded one of the most prominent underground churches in Chengdu, the Early Rain Covenant Church believed to have almost 500 uh, parishioners. There are an estimated 60 million Chinese residents who practice Christianity, and uh, scholars believe half of them attend underground churches. Now, how do his people feel about it? Well, 
they see it for God to be able to use it. Praise God for the faithful witness of our brother in Christ, whose reward is now great in heaven. It's on their Facebook page. Another person wrote, May the Lord use Pastor Wang Yi's imprisonment to draw many to himself and to bring glory to his name. Folks, we have it easy here in America. But then here in America, if you saw Sunday, a um, man went into a church in Texas. He, they had been taking care of him. They had been feeding him and, and uh, being brotherly to him, but he wanted money, and they didn't give it. So he came back in a disguise with a shotgun and proceeded to shoot two people before he was shot himself by an armed parishioner. We live in dark and evil times. You must stay prayed up. You must stay awake. You must stay alert. I praise the Lord that we are blessed and we are protected. I praise Him for my home, my wife, my family, sons, daughter-in-laws, grandson, our furry kids, everything we have, I praise Him. As I leave 2019 to go into 2020, I am thankful. And I am always thankful. Every day I get up thanking the Lord. I thank Him for His protection over us, that Psalm 91 covering that's always in effect. I praise Him for His ministry that He allows me to work for the dreams and the visions, um, which have been really, really uh, active. Joel 2.28 is fully in effect. I praise him for the healing virtues that are still available. If you need them, claim them, believe them, receive them in Yeshua's name. I praise him for the ability to praise him. We don't have the fears that our brothers and sisters in China and some of the other places have of being arrested, of being murdered, of being burnt out of home and and, uh, fellowship buildings. Those days may come, but I praise Him for what we have right now. I praise Him that I am a new creation. I've been so now for 30 years, and I am blessed. Wait, yes, 88, 31, 31 years. Math is not my strong suit. I just praise him because I'm saved. How about that? (laughs) I praise him that he's giving us signs that he's getting ready to return. Do you believe that? Do you believe he's coming back? Are you prepared for his return? I praise him for favor, and I praise him for the revelation, some of which we're going to talk about tonight. So let's pray. Let's pray for the Middle East. A lot going on in the Middle East right now. A lot of um, violence and wars and rumors of wars. We are in the midst of prophecy being fulfilled. I pray for Israel and the peace of Jerusalem. I pray their upcoming elections will finally bring order to the nation. I pray for the fatherless and the widows and the innocents, both in and out of the womb, both human and animal. I pray for the victims of injustice. I pray against the slaughter of the innocent. Boy, Hasatan, Satan has been active. He has not stopped until the Lord subjects him, so we must pray. I pray for the victims of sex trafficking, human trafficking, young men, young women. It's just so awful. I pray for our brothers and sisters, as I've already mentioned. I stand in the gap for them, and I stand with them. I I pray against the religious persecution and the anti-Semitism that's on the rise worldwide. Two attacks in New York, all over the world, it's going on. People don't understand why I see people go, what is happening? And I want to say, do you not read the Bible? Are you not paying attention to prophecy? We are in a prophetic timeline. I pray for divine wholeness health, and continued healing, that each and every one of us would get back to our divine design, that we would let go of the past, let go of of ancestral issues, let go of what we've done to ourselves. allow the Lord to heal us and rise up, not be sick anymore, not be tired, not be um, broken, or, or whatever it is you need right now in the name of Jesus, claim it. And I'm not talking about naming and claiming. It's according with his word. It, it lines up with his word. It lines up with his heart for you. So rise up. Speak to things not as they are, but as they should be. If you've been blessed and you've been called to action, then let's go. 2020 is a year of action. 2020 is a year of following a vision. 
Pray for the doors to open. Pray for this documentary to finally get done and get into the right people's hands. Pray that we would prosper in accordance with his word and that the open conduits of his blessings to fund the dreams and the visions and the missions for SRT, for Firefall, for the porch, from those that have been blessed by God would find their way to us to get highly mobile, divine blessings to do that. I'm asking for continued prayer for Pastor Shelley, who is going in for heart surgery Friday morning, January 3rd. So if you would remember, I think he said it's around 11, 1130. If you would remember Friday morning, be praying for Pastor Shelley and his protection to guide the um, surgeon's hands and, and that he come out of it healthy and whole and prepared to, to do what he's been called to do in these end times. We're asking for divine favor in the conclusion of legal matters. Our family seems to be in the bit of them right now, the adversity that comes with them. We're praying for favor, divine abiding favor, and that God's will be done. And, of course, we are praying for our lost family members, praying that in 2020 they would find their way into the kingdom of God. Woody in Central Florida reached out to me the other day, his son Isaac had the flu, wasn't getting any better. He'd had it for a while. He was praying for his healing. So, you know, I, I told him I would pray, checked up on him today. He said the fever is coming down slowly, starting to drink fluids and eat a little bit more. They took him to the doctor. The doctor said his lungs are fine. He just needs to ride it out and uh, drink more fluids. He lost weight, but uh, what are you still praying? And I want you to pray. We should be praying for our families. Some of you know who to pray for. If you don't, just mention the people I mentioned. Mention me, my family. The Lord knows who our children are, knows who our loved ones are. Um, you know, there's a lot going on. Flu season's bad right now. Measles, epidemic, it's easy for me to say, in airports all over the world. The pestilences of the end times are kicking up. My hope is in the Lord. My trust is in the Lord. Dawn in South Carolina. She's asking for prayer for her and her family. Her son Jordan's going back to school, um, praying for him to finish his senior year, to get through the anxiety. And um, we just stand with Jordan. Husband Mark's got an interview for a job today. I don't know how that went, but we pray that it was a right fit correct fit for him, that God would open the door to him that needs to be opened. She's asking for prayer to be strong and healthy. She has a, uh, she's been blessed with a growing daycare business, and she needs to stay healthy. She's praying for the porch families and um, said to really sad times, everything I see in the news and across my news feed on Facebook. Um, she mentioned some of the social things that are happening um, parents changing the gender of the child. Folks, let's get real. There's one God and two genders. End of story. Um, she's asking for prayer for her friends, and she's lost in this decade to suicide and drug overdoses. I guess you're praying for their families because um, their prayers are gone. She also has prayer for a father who's got a new walk with the Lord. And he's trying, but he doesn't have anybody to disciple and mentor him around him. So we pray for Dawn's father right now. I had him add him to your prayers. And her 96-year-old grandmother, who walks a lot, well, she fell and broke her hip. She tripped to church, of all places. And it seems to have brought along mental cloudiness. And if you know anything about the elderly, something about breaking the hip sets off a domino effect. Kim in Fort Mitchell. That's the last one I got. We got a lot tonight, but I don't care. We're going into the new year in prayer. It's last day of the year. So much to be grateful for. My sobriety, and I know the one who saved my soul. I have my children and everything else that he wants me to have. I praise his name a million times. Go ahead. We'll wait. All right. We'll just, you keep going. Father, I've been living a pretty healthy lifestyle. I don't drink, and I don't put harmful things in my body anymore. My goals for the next year are more internal, things like setting boundaries, trying to fit in a world I don't belong in, um, talk, talking my way into or out of something when you clearly told me what the plan is. Not 
taking things personal. Oh, she's making the list of things she's praying for. Okay. Not trusting your plan. Impatience. Father, help me with these, please. Um, prayer time in the morning, at night, no exceptions. Nothing's more important than talking to you. Bless our children. Um, provide for them. They really need some help there. Praying for her friend Stacy, uh, Rhoda, Pastor Shelley, Woody's dad, and every family represented here. Protection of families and animals. Generational curses t- to be broken. Addiction and diseases healed. Chains broken. Said, Father, I'm not afraid anymore. Set the captives free. It's time to be bold. Give me the courage to help others and commit to it. Father, protect the innocent. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Well, Lord, you know all these things. We've brought them to you. We've laid them before you. We've placed them at your feet at the throne. And we do it in expectancy of you answering them because you love us and we love you. Father, we thank you. We thank you for seeking us out and and saving us, sending your only begotten son, Yeshua, to die for us. We thank you for the ability to boldly approach the throne of grace and mercy, saying, Abba, Father, Papa, God, Daddy. Thank you for healing us. We thank you for touching us. We thank you for speaking to us and loving us. We thank you, Lord, for the fact that you'd even consider us, the one who spoke everything into existence, the one who sits high above all things, and you want to be with us and you want us to be with you. Lord, I pray that in the coming year, those that don't know you that way would come to know you that way, would come to know you in an intimacy that they've never experienced before. Now, Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your word. We thank you for fulfilling your promises. We thank you that they are yea and amen, and we know that your mercies are new every morning. Let them be so. Bless this time, bless the technology, and let this word go forth in accordance with your wishes. In Yeshua's name, amen. Lessons are proprietary information, except where noted the information comes from outside sources. The combination of that information, the matter presented, is exclusive, cannot be repeated or used without permission. The date of this broadcast serves as the registered date of the following information. Open your Bibles, open your apps, however you follow along. If you really want to get to know this, then you download it and uh, listen to it again. Really need to get serious about this, folks. We're going to talk about that. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, Where there is no vision, no revelation of God in his word, the people are unrestrained. Be happy and happy and blessed is he who keeps the law of God. What does that mean? Well, first of all, we are talking about a vision. But not the way many people teach it. I see a lot of secular New Age, humanistic teaching out there. That's not going to happen here. We stick to the word. That Hebrew word for revelation means a revelatory vision, a word from God. Now, God's words come from his word. They come through his Holy Spirit. They will always line up with his word. They will always confirm his word. And what Proverbs twenty nine eighteen is saying that without God's revelation of his word, which we know comes from the Holy Spirit, people stumble. True happiness, true happiness in this walk is discovered within the constraints of revelation that comes from our Lord through the Holy Spirit, not a human spirit, not humanistic wisdom. I see people seeking things and studying things and running here and running there, all these newfangled plans and all these new programs and this book and that. It's not that difficult. It's really not that complicated. It's in the Word. And if you'll spend time with the Lord and let the Holy Spirit teach you, 
You'll find revelation and freedom and understanding that you've never seen before. Habakkuk 2.2. Yes, Habakkuk. We don't, he doesn't get mentioned a lot, poor guy. Write, the Lord told him to write the vision and make it plain on the tablets that he may run who reads it. The amplified of that is write the vision. Engrave it plainly on clay tablets, so the one who reads it will run. A couple of different ways to look at that. But basically what he's saying, and I have followed this over the years, and I remember writing things down 20 years ago that are now happening, that his message should be recorded and proclaimed readily when the time is right. Everything's about timing. And it's God's timing in the fullness of time. So there's two meanings to this to this phrase. It means so that the one running past it can clearly read it and understand it. But the other message meaning is one I kind of lean to. Is that the person who reads it can understand its meaning and then run with it. So that they can give that message to other so that they don't mess it up and confuse it. I, I have been at this for a while now, or at least what I think is for a while. When I talk to Shelley, who's 91 or two, it's really not a while. But I've learned to not run before I understand what he's saying. Sometimes in enthusiasm and, and immaturity, you think you've got it, and then you run with it, and then you realize, oops, don't have it. Must have dropped it back there somewhere. No, no, you wait on it. You get it clearly, and then the Spirit will tell you to run. Let me say that again. Some of you have been looking to break free. You've been looking to break out. You're you're like the 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 horse in the stable. You want out. You want you want to go. You want to run. But the fact is, you have to wait until the one who decides when you run says go. Isaiah forty, starting in verse twenty nine, he gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. It's time to run. Time to fly. It's time to go. But it's with him, through him. 1 Corinthians 9.24 Do you not know that in a race all the runners run their very best to win, but only one receives the prize? Run your race in such a way that you may seize the prize and make it yours. Stop running somebody else's race. Don't run my race. Don't run the race of of some of these people that you see on TV or up on in pulpits or whose book. You, no, you run your race. The Holy Spirit will lay out that track in front of you, and then he'll run with you, be right alongside of you. Hebrews 12.1 12, 12, is about the race of faith. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. 2020 is a year of running. 2020 is a year of health, divine, spiritual, mental, physical, financial health. But the one scripture Habakkuk is really known for is Habakkuk 2.4. The Lord says, Look at the proud one. His soul is not right within him, but the righteous will live by his tr- faith in the true God. The righteous shall live by faith. Anyone who attempts to do this through himself, without depending upon the reliability and dependability of God, will fail. They will fall. They will stumble. They'll get tired and run out of breath. The cool thing about Habakkuk, his name means embrace. 
signifying that he was embraced by God, who strengthened him to embrace the difficult task that was given to him of encouraging God's children in a time of national crisis. Habakkuk was a prophet that had a sense of justice about him. He couldn't stand injustice. I can really relate to that. Would not let him ignore the the rampant sin and unrighteousness around it, around him. He had, there was no blind eye for him. He had vision. He could see. Worldly affairs no longer filled his thoughts. His thoughts were on above. They were on the kingdom. They were on the Father. They were on the throne room. They were on the Word. The problem that I see amongst believers, some who I know, some who I look and shake my head, they get their mind on the world. They get their mind on, on human programs. They get their mind on earthly things. Instead of instead of being ruled by spiritual things, they're ruled by worldly considerations. Habakkuk fi- fixed his hope on God because he realized that the God of all creation takes a keen interest in his creation. God became the source of this prophet's strength and his joy. Habakkuk three eighteen and 19, Yet I will choose to rejoice in the Lord. I will choose to shout in exultation and in the victorious God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, my source of courage, my invincible army. He has made my feet steady and sure like hind's feet, which are deer's feet. And he makes me walk forward with spiritual confidence on my high places of challenge and responsibility. Some of you need to take Habakkuk three eighteen and 19 and put it up somewhere and read it to yourself. And maybe like Habakkuk, you'll discover the higher ground. God made him walk on the high hills, on the high places, gave him strength and feet like a deer's feet so that he wouldn't slide, he wouldn't fall, he could walk on them. Habakkuk was no longer complaining. He had he had gone from complaining to confidence, from doubt to trust. From trusting in man, he went to trusting in God. He went from seeing things from the valley to seeing things from the high hills. His vision changed, and he had a higher view. 2020 is a year for a higher view. It's to see things from above. It's to see things how the Lord sees it. Stop seeing things from an earthly perspective. That will allow you to see what the enemy's doing. That'll allow you to see things that are coming. But it'll always keep your mind and your view his. Ephesians 4, 22 and 23 that you put off your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Every day in 2020, I want you to pray over the spirit of your mind. I want you to pray that it's renewed. I want you to pray that you have eyes to see and ears to hear. I want you to pray that you will not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I know many that live a very frustrated, frustrating life. You want to know why? Because they're outside of the perfect will of God. The perfect will of God is Isaac, the fulfillment of the promise. The other will is the permissive will, and that's Ishmael. And we know what that did. We're still suffering from Abraham and Sarah's choice to create Ishmael. But the heart of the gospel is even found in Habakkuk. It's about change. It's about transformation. It's about a a renewal. Some of you need new fire. You need new calling. You need to even know what your calling is. Start out with just serving him and loving him and that your calling is your salvation. But the just shall live by faith. 2020 is a time of faith walking, of walking in faith. Not about conjuring things up, and not about, well, I need to see this a certain. No, just see it the way the Word says it. Let the Holy Spirit open your eyes. Stop following forms and rituals and formulas. Shake that all off. There's a freedom that comes from the flow of the Spirit. 
You think an eagle counts how many times? I need to flap my wings. What? That's four, five, six. I no, he just flies. He finds the current. He rides it. Doesn't even think about it because it's instinctive. We need to become instinctive through the Holy Spirit. Habakkuk had the promise of God for physical protection in a time of upheaval and war. I just mentioned China. I I, I mentioned what happened in Texas, what's happening to the Jews in New York and other places. Folks, the enemy is arrogant. Yes, he lost on Calvary, but he continues to fight. He refuses to submit. He refuses to surrender. And it won't be till the Lord leaves the throne and comes down here and forces him into chains and into the pit that this war ends. We must understand we live in a fallen world and evil is prevalent. And I got news for you. While God will fight with you, he won't fight for you. You have been given all the power in heaven and earth through the infilling of the Holy Spirit. You must do something whether it's to pray, whether it's to spend time on your knees, whatever it is, you must participate in the plan. The New Testament writers understood what Habakkuk was talking about. Martin Luther's theme of the just shall live by faith was the watchword of the Protestant Reformation. We need that again. And I don't mean name it and claim it and conjure it up and and the fact that the only people that ever get rich for that are people that's are teaching it and selling the books and the DVDs and the conferences. No, I'm talking about walking in the faith of his promises, walking in the faith of his love, knowing that what his word is and what those promises are. Understanding that you are the head and not the tail, that you are above and not below, that you should be the lender and not the borrower. Start speaking the word into these situations, into your situation. Don't make the word line up with your situation. Make your situation line up with the word. You, I'm not telling you not to go to doctors, and I'm not telling you not to to sign up for some of these programs or or whatever earthly thing you're doing. But what I am telling you is that is just a fraction of what the Holy Spirit can do for you. Paul took that statement by Habakkuk and made it the core of his teachings. But he made it linked to the Holy Spirit because he knew without the Holy Spirit, you have no faith. You know nothing. Galatians 3, starting with verse 11, no one is justified by the law in the sight of God, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Messiah has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. It is written, Curses everyone who hangs on a tree or crucified on the cross. The blessing of Abraham might come down upon the Gentiles in Messiah Yeshua, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. When, when Peter was in Cornelius' house, the, the Spirit fell. They got filled with the Holy Spirit. That was by faith. No one laid hands on them. Nobody said a word. Messiah purchased our freedom and redeemed us from the curse of the law and its condemnation by coming, becoming a curse for us. For it is written, everyone who hangs crucified on a tree or on a cross is cursed. The Lord became the blessing that Abraham talked about to the Gentiles. And the only way we can receive it and realize it is through the promise of the Holy Spirit by faith. The righteous person lives by faith in all aspects of his life. He enters into the Spirit by faith. Some of you wonder, how how do I do this? You do it by faith. Spend time with the Lord. Spend time with the Spirit. Because I'm going to tell you, What you're looking for and what I'm talking about for 2020, it's all by faith or not at all. There's no room for the flesh. There's no room for the mind. There's no room for human programs and plans. The Holy Spirit will have his way with those who will let him do so. But one of the things I can tell you, Jeremiah 29.11, For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. 
plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. You need a hope. See, you have to have hope. And it has to come from him. Stop expecting it to come from someone else. The Lord will bring the peace that you're looking for. No other person will. Not a husband, not a wife, not a friend, not a brother, not a sister, not a pastor, not a teacher. Nobody can give you hope. They can inspire the hope that's in you. But that has to come from the Lord through the Holy Spirit. Because his promises, excuse me, as my grandson would do, his promises are yea and amen. Keep telling yourself that. Stop walking by sight and walk by faith. Start believing and you'll start receiving. Stop thinking in worldly ways and think in spiritual ways. Commit yourself right now. In 2020, I am going to think in spiritual ways. If you have to write it out, fine, do so. Write them out. If you have to put the scriptures somewhere to remind yourself, do so. Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Yeshua, and if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. What does that mean? Well, it means I confess him with my mouth, but not just at the altar when I prayed the prayer of salvation. It means every day. Proclaiming him with your mouth and trusting in your heart that what you're saying is the truth, that he has been raised from the dead and you've been delivered. For with the heart one goes on to trusting and continues towards a life of righteousness. And with the mouth you keep making public confessions of faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Begin to speak it. The people I know that move in the power And in the gifts are faith-filled, vocal people. People that talk, people that pray, people that spend time with the Lord. What you speak from your mouth will tell me what's in your heart. If you keep speaking fear, then I know that's what's in your heart. If you keep whatever is coming out of your mouth is coming from the heart. Remember, we talked about this if you were at the C conference or you got to see the video. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Proverbs 4.23. Are you cursing yourself? Are you cursing your relationships? Now, I'm not saying you can make something that's broken fixed. Only the Lord can do that. But you can speak how it affects you. You can stop being a victim. You can stop being victimized. But when when you speak negative, I know that that's what's in your heart. The Lord talks about it in Matthew 12, Matthew 15, that what comes out of your mouth comes from the heart. That an evil man keeps evil treasures in his heart. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. Many of the people I see in the world, whether they're politicians or celebrities or athletes who live these ungodly, perverse lives or promote things that you know are from, from Satan and the fallen themselves that are taking us into the, to the days of Noah, I know that's coming from their hearts. Their hearts are evil. Their hearts are dark. They're debased. But I know that he can change that. I know that they can be born again if they want to. But... What you speak is what you believe. Let me say that again. What you speak is what you believe. I believe. When I say to you, I believe, I believe. When I say I have now faith, you know, now faith is, I have now faith. I believe. I believe that I'm, when I'm speaking can happen. I believe when I lay hands on somebody At that moment, the Lord can heal them. It's not up to me. I'm not healing them. He is. I believe when when I go through a deliverance, that that person is going to be healed. Speak faith. And if you don't have it at that moment, stop speaking negative. And I'm not going to tell you to fake it until you make it. I I don't believe in that. 
I will tell you, speak to things not as they are, but as they should be by lining it up with your word. But I don't believe you can fake it till you make it, not in this spiritual war, not against the enemy that we have. But your actions, not your words, will line up. But let me back up here. I'm freestyling here and I'm I'm ahead of myself, I'm behind myself, I'm beside myself. Wow, I'm all over the place. Um, What you speak is what you believe, but even more so what you do without saying a word will tell me where your heart is. Out of your heart will come the choices. Maybe in 2020 you need a new heart. You need God to give you a new heart. You need to allow him to give you a heart transplant. We've been talking about light. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit. Stop focusing on all these temporal things. What's the good of God healing a relationship, a marriage, a friendship? What's the good of all the blessings in the world being dropped in your lap if you are internally, spiritually out of order? No good at all. And I think sometimes he's waiting for those things to happen before he can let the other things happen. But don't don't feel bad. The disciples, they walked with him. They saw him. They saw what he did. And yet they doubted. I mean, at times they had no spiritual discernment at all. They didn't understand that they were walking with the creator of the universe. I mean, he fed the 5,000 with five loaves and left 12 baskets left over, one for each of them. And then he fed the 4,000 with seven loaves, and there were seven baskets left over that they shared. But yet, in his parables, in his teachings, and in some other things, they doubted. It's human. Of course, they weren't born again yet. They didn't have the infilling of the Holy Spirit. It wasn't until after the upper room that their eyes were opened. The eyes of their understanding were opened. My question for you in 2020 is what must you do? Now, let let me change that. What must he do for you for you to see him who he is? He's probably already done it. When, when you don't think a miracle's coming, when you don't think the blessing's coming, it's because you've forgotten what he's already done for you. Maybe you need to keep a journal. I, I don't know. I'm not one of those people. I keep notes, but I don't keep journals. Maybe you're one of those ones that do. You need to write down, today the Lord did this, today this, forever. You, that way you can go back and go, oh, that's right. He's done this for me before. I think when you love somebody, that connection's always there, and you remember what they've done for you. But the enemy's always looking to snatch it. He's always looking to steal it. He's always looking to take that word, like if you came to the sea conference and you walked out of there realizing that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are who he created you to be, and, and all the, the revelation and strength that came from it, the enemy immediately came to try to steal that, did he not? And then you have to decide whether you're going to fight him for it or let him have it. I say fight him for it. But the one thing I want you to have for 2020 is a vision of his word, a vision of his will, and a vision of his ways. Divine, prophetic revelation that you can hold on to. Psalm 34, 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Psalm 37, 34, Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. Psalm 40, verse 3, He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord. What are they going to see in fear? Well, that's in Luke twenty-one twenty-seven. They will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Matthew twenty-four thirty takes it a little further. 
Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. John the Revelator confirms that in Revelation 1-7 when he says, Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. And all of that is prophetic revelation that was given to Daniel in Daniel 7, verses 13 and 14, when he said, I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to see the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom, that all peoples and nations and languages should serve him. His dominion dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom the one which shall not be destroyed. Oh, by the way, that's in First Enoch as well. All these scriptures I've mentioned are in First Enoch, written before these were written. Prophetic revelation, God gives it to whomever he pleases, but it will always line up with the word, and it will always hook together with the word. But let me share something very profound with you. Do you know that 2020 vision is not perfect vision? It's normal vision. It means that you can see things clearly that are 20 feet away. A normal person sees things 20 feet away and sees them clearly. A person who has 2040 vision sees things at 20 feet with the vision of someone at 40 feet. I have 2100, no, 2170. It's it's bad. It's not bad. I I could live without them. But the fact is, I, I don't see very well. Now, with corrective measures, glasses, and contact lenses, I can get... 2020 vision. 75% of of adults have corrected 2020 vision. I think spiritual vision is the same way. Some very rare people, they can see 2015. Baseball players like Derek Jeter, I think he's 2013, which means when that pitcher throws that ball at almost 100 miles an hour coming out of his hand, at 20 feet away, he sees it as if it's right in front of him. Some of us have to work at it. Some of us need a little help. We all have spiritual eyes. Some see better than others. God gave it to us so that we could understand the spiritual realities in our life. Those that don't trust in the Lord at all, don't believe in him, don't accept his word, They are completely blind spiritually. Paul talks about them in 2 Corinthians 4, verses 3 and 4. I see them on the news. People that mock the Bible, mock those who believe, mock Christians. But if the gospel is veiled, it's veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Messiah, who is the image of God, should shine on them. The God of this world, Hasatan, has blinded them, blinded their mind and their eyes to the point that they are unbelieving, so they don't see the illuminating light of the gospel, the glory of Messiah, who is the image of the Father. But you get born again, you get corrective lenses. Where are you right now? And I don't mean geographically. Somebody probably said, well, I'm in. No. Where are you with your vision, spiritually? Do you see? Do you need help? Do you need a a walking stick, a seeing eye dog? Where are you? I, I know I see things different than most people. I see things that other people don't see. And then I get with people that are like me and we can discuss what we see. But where are you? In the days ahead, will you see prophecy be fulfilled? Will you see revelation happening around you? Will you see it in your life? You decide 
when I need new contacts, what do I do? I go to the optometrist. I get my eyes checked. Maybe first thing tomorrow, January 1st, 2020, sit down time with the Lord and the Holy Spirit. Say, I need my eyes checked. I need my spiritual eyes checked. And if I need glasses, give them. If I need corrective contact lenses, give them. Or just heal me. Give me, give me eyes to see. That's what the C conference was about. To get people to see things they hadn't seen before. Because the God of this age, Hasatan, the fallen, the demonic offspring that were the result of the incursion in Genesis 6. That deception, that power, the things we're seeing in the news and in in, uh, some of the things that Don mentioned. They think they're right. In their mind, they believe they're right, but they're painfully wrong. Proverbs 14.12 explains where they are. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its way is the end of death. Its end is the way of death. I'm sorry. They can't see unless the Holy Spirit lets them see, and some of them never will. Tragically, many people that call themselves believers, they don't see very well either. They don't know that they're blind, and the blind lead the blind into a ditch. That's how people follow false teachings. They're blinded by the glare of the what the smoke and the mirrors and the lights and all the things that they're told to look at. Sometimes you have to close your eyes from the distractions and see. Sometimes when I'm working out, especially if I'm doing active work like the battle ropes or something like that, I get into a rhythm and I just close my eyes and I begin to visualize what I'm doing. I do that in prayer as well. I can see with my eyes open and my eyes closed. But I want to see. I want to see him. First of all, I long for the day that I will see him. But there are many that we know who think that what they're doing is right, and it's not. They think they're pleasing him, and it's not. They have adapted to the ways of the world. They have taken on an earthly-mindedness, a sensuality, a flesh-pleasing. They want to please others. They want to, they want to impress others. I could care less. I've reached a point in my life where I could care less. The only person I want to please is the Lord, and the only person whose approval that I want is my Heavenly Father and the Lord. But it's our job in love and with patience to help those around us get 2020 spiritual vision. And it's the Holy Spirit's job to help us in the year ahead have a kingdom of God 2020 vision and to see things as they are, but to speak to them as they should be. Not be fooled. I'm not telling you to be be ignorant of the situation. If you're in a bad situation, it is a bad situation. But begin to speak to it as it should be in the name of Yeshua. Don't worry about it. Don't be anxious about it. Take all your cares to him because he cares for you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the things that are mentioned in Matthew 6. 25 through 33 will be added to your clothing, what you're going to drink, what you're going to eat, this thing or that thing. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. But you know what? Romans 14, 17 tells me the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It's not physical physical or earthly things. It's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 4, 20. The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power, the dunamis, explosive power of the Holy Spirit. And the only way you get that is from John 3.3. 3. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. I'm asking you that in 2020, your resolution is to set your eyes on him and only him. To set your eyes on spiritual things. Set your mind on things above, because if you set your mind on the things of the flesh to gratify your body, to gratify your your earthly needs, your, and you don't live according to the Spirit, 
you know it's going to happen. You've been there, done that. You did it before you was you got saved. You just didn't know you were doing it. Why would you go back? Why would you go back to that? The carnal mind, the fleshly mind is hatred. It's enmity to God. Stop being a man pleaser. Stop being a people pleaser. Paul makes it clear that the life and the spirit is based upon the spirit being in your life. And when the Spirit's in your life, sin is not present. You know, you may fall. You have a human nature. You get to repent. You get to get up, and he he brushes you off, and, and you're back. But he makes holiness possible. And holiness is the goal as much as wholeness is the goal. Everybody wants to be healed. Nobody wants to be broken. Everybody wants to be whole, but they don't want to be holy. They don't want to be righteous. They don't want to be set apart. I'm telling you in 2020, set your mind on things above and not on the earth, Colossians 3, 2. Because I believe that the God of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the Father of glory, will give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding would become enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, the riches of his glory, of the inheritance of his saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which, of course, is through the Holy Spirit. That's Ephesians 1, 17 through 19. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. In 2020, did you know you have 366 days? It's a leap year. You have 366 days of blessings, 366 days of potential miracles, 366 days to spend with him. Um, Larry and I were talking yesterday, and his cousin, who Earl, who's a pastor, made a comment about if we're supposed to give the Lord 10%, then we should give him 10% of our time. If there's 24 hours in the day, 2.4 hours of your time should go only to him. I spend more than that, but some people barely spend 2.4 minutes. How about tithing your time to him in 2020? How about giving him at least 10% of your time every day? Write down your vision for 2020. Write down, make it plain so that you can run after it and you can go for it. Because I believe this, that Those of us who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in Him, will gain new strength and renew our power through Him. They will lift up, you and I will lift up with wings and rise close to God like eagles, rising towards the sun. We will run and not become weary. We will walk and not grow tired. 2020 is the year to run. Father, in the name of Yeshua, let it be so in accordance with your word. Let us leave this year behind. Let us press on. Let us leave those things behind, the things that tripped us up, the things that distracted us, the things that weren't your best for us. Let us leave them behind. Let's press on. The time is coming, Lord, when we believe we're going to see you again. It could be any one of those 366 days, I don't know. But what I do know is right here and right now, my heart's cry is for you. My heart's cry is for the lost. My heart's cry is to defeat the enemy and to do what you did, destroy the works of the devil. My heart's cry is to see the blind, see the deaf, hear the lame, walk the dead, be raised. My heart's cry for 2020. The vision that I write plainly on the tablet of my mind and my heart is to get people saved, healed, and delivered and to plunder the strong man, to run, to run, to take this word, to take this ministry, to take your promises, to take your power to the people that have never seen it or heard it before. They've sat in churches their whole lives, but they've never seen it. They've never felt it. They've never had a hand laid on them and felt the fire of the Holy Spirit come out of that hand and change them. They've never had a miracle. Lord, let us run. Right now, by faith, Lord, I speak to those finances. I don't know what's holding them back. Maybe it's timing. Maybe it's the enemy. Whatever it is, Lord, we believe and we receive so that we can do what you've ordained us to do when you wrote it down, when you gave it to your prophets, when you gave it to your apostles and your teachers. 
For my brothers and sisters, Lord, I pray that they will have 2020 vision in the year 2020. And I pray all these things with complete and total faith in Yeshua's name. And if you agree with me, say amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, give you shalom. I'm Richard Grant. This has been The Porch on Firefall Talk Radio. And oh, by the way, a happy 2020 New Year. pro you got to do a little bit of everything a little a little and even a little and it helps to have something that works as hard as you do that's why valspar has a paint for every job every room every time valspar you make it happen we make it possible pros head to lowe's today and talk to a pro rep about getting up to 10 free gallons of valspar through a paint trial program exclusions apply see valsparpro.com for details